Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I hardly know her. This show is not suitable for young listeners due to explicit language and sometimes explicit themes. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, hey, tigers. This is Melody, your host. And here we are into November. And here I am re-airing yet another ghost episode. Ooh, spooky. But you know what? I'd say I'm sorry for all of the ghosty, spooky content, but I'm not. I feel like we really got scammed on Halloween this year. 2020, I feel like we got scammed on a lot of stuff. But like Halloween is the highlight of the year for me. And this year was fucked, man. And I'm a real spooky gal. So let the spooky reruns continue. This episode originally aired October 23rd. 2019 and features two of the spookiest bitches we know, Jenna and Kaja Kablalik. Sorry, I called you guys bitches. I didn't mean it. Jenna and Kaja, I love you. You're the best. And everybody else is going to love you too. So enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 40 of Teach Me Tiger. Laid back. Laid back. Know what I like about high school girls. (laughs) Welcome, Matthew McConaughey, (laughs) all the way from Los Angeles, California. Welcome to the studio, Matthew. I brought my bongos and my beach thong. special 40th episode uh-huh. can you recognize my voice who Do is I, it who is it who does anyone know it's not matthew mcconaughey <laughs> <laughs> it's me sarah and You're i'm melody cool i'm the same i'm regular <laughs> sarah's back in for a little drop-in visit a little drop a little drop in the pot you know what i'm saying a little dabble do you <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to teach me tiger we already said our names, but I'm Melody. I'm Sarah. And uh, you're you. I'm me. You're you. That's right. And here we are. We're us together. All together now. Yep. So typically we have an experty friend on to talk about something they're knowledgeable and or enthusiastic about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this week is no different because we're having two of our <laughs> spookiest pals on to talk spooky stories. What an M. Night Shyamalan twist ending <laughs> that sentence was. They're experts at spooky stories. They really are. So Jenna and Kajak Kaplovic are going to be in the studio with us. You may remember them from our folklore episode where Kaj told us really fucking scary stories. So fucking scary. <laughs> Do you guys remember the half walrus, half man? Sarah talks about it like every time Kaj's name comes up. Uh-huh. I think about it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can't sleep. I can't sleep. And now 
Jenna and Kajuk are here for our 40th birthday and for Halloween because it's spooky time. Halloweener on a bun. Halloweener. It's going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) And Sarah's here. Mm -hmm. And we, the royal we, Melody Starkweather, we couldn't be happier. (laughs) Liz is taking this week off because she's busy and shit. She's got a royal name, though. Elizabeth. 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 Is not here. But Melody, Melody is. I know, my name doesn't matter. Melody. Do you know what? What? Okay, so I started working at a store a couple days a week. Yeah. Again? Yeah. For fun and pocket change. Yeah. Getting back into it. Anyway, someone called on the phone the other day and I mm-hmm. said, good afternoon, blah, 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 Melody speaking. And she said, Melody, you're Melody? And I was like, yes. And she said, I'm Melody. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> was it you? I called myself. That's amazing. From another dimension. <gasps> Just kidding. It was a lady named Melody. Wow. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, that is bizarre. I've never, ever had someone call me on the phone named Melody. So. I have, for sure. Lots. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> boy, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I usually ask, how was your week? But uh, how was your mm, four or five months? How have you been, pal? <laughs> This week was really busy. We had all kinds of stuff. Studio tour. This is my first day off in nine days. Holy shit. And here you are. Boo, boo, So cool. Although it's not really your day off because you still have all your kids. Yeah, today's a harder day because I'm taking care of all my kids. Yeah. Just in case you all forget out there, I have four fucking kids. (laughs) So that's a lot. Oh, this week I just spent the whole week listening to spooky podcasts. and Sweet. And it ruined my life. Wow. So would you call that a week peak? (laughs) It was my real week peak. (laughs) You destroyed your soul? I destroyed my soul. I live in fear. Wow. Yeah. Great. That's, that's, that's a peak for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Like a widow's um, peak. A widow's peak. Boom. (laughs) I have some handy little facts about vampires for later. So you want to tell me a fact right now? No. Okay, great. I can't think of any we'll vampire we'll facts, actually. But I can tell you a little. Um, apparently, yeah. in Perth, there was an old lady who showed up just days before the Perth library burnt down. Okay. So at the beginning of Perth, when they were still, like, vying for it to be Ottawa, like, Perth was going to be Canada's capital city. <laughs> really? Yeah, totally. Perth was supposed to be Canada's capital city. It was a booming metropolis at one time. During that time, it had a beautiful library. It was like a big deal. It was like one of the top libraries in the old Cantan. In Canada? Yeah. Wow. And it burnt down. And apparently, just days before the library burnt down in a horrible fire, an old lady came to town that nobody knew, no one recognized, and she just said... The library's gonna burn down. And then she peaced out, and then like a couple days later, burned down. Did she light it on fire? Right. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy lady. She's like, I can read the future. <laughs> Hand me a lighter, would ya? <laughs> I think like a good old book burning to really get things going. Yeah. And so, did we not become the capital of Canada because we lost our library and that's all we were worth to the rest of the country? Yes. I believe that's a historical accuracy. Wow. Mm -hmm. Shit. It's a truth. So, write me a letter and fucking we'll have at it. You (laughs) disbelieve what I'm saying. (laughs) I only speak the truth. Uh, 
The truth is out there. That's, That's what, what I heard. Yeah, it is. Totally. <laughs> oh, man. So, Mel. Yeah. How was your week? What's new? Well, you started working. Yeah, I started working. So that's fun. It's that's really exciting. fun talking to grownups. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I realized that like, you know, when I get going, it, okay, so in a sl- sleepy town, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it can be quite quiet in the store at times. Spooky and I, even. Oh, spooky as hell. Mm-hmm. It's like very scary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then I sort of like, I'm like, oh, have I lost my edge? But it's just, there's no one there. And then when people come in, I'm like, damn, I am a good sales girl. I'm you are. killing it. Yeah. So. You're great. Makes me feel good about myself working retail because I'm kind of good at it. Mm-hmm. You're very good at it. Well, thank you. Have you seen me work retail? I've heard. <laughs> I've heard about it. <laughs> heard from all the people. So, okay, but I'm working. Back mm-hmm, to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's in my up in there week peak wise. Yeah. But also last weekend, Sarah Wright was in the studio tour and she gave me a tattoo. I did. It's a little catfish and it's really cute. It's pretty cute for an ugly fish. It's very cute for an ugly fish. And it was really fun. And it was great to hang out with Sarah. We had a really good time. We don't hang out as much since we're not um, podcasting together. Mm-hmm. Which is sad because we live across the street from each other, but like kids. Ugh. Ugh. Kids, my <laughs> right? So we just need to tattoo you weekly. Yeah. Perfect. Every week. Perfect. Done. My husband will love it. Yes. He loves tattoos. Neck tattoo. So we tried to pull a prank on him at the studio tour mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. in the morning I was like, I don't know what tattoo I'm getting or where on my body I'm going to get it. I have no idea. And then I said, maybe I'll get it right here. And I pointed to my chin. <laughs> like a little goatee tattoo. Cool. <laughs> um, so then Sarah had the bright idea to pretend we were tattooing Chris's name on my neck. Yeah. And so we sent him a picture. We got one of Sarah's like customers at the studio tour to take a photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then I ruined it. I ruined it. How I did sent you ruin it, it. Well, okay. So I sent Chris the picture mm-hmm. just by itself. Which was of half of his name on your neck with me poking your neck. Yeah. Like, looked like I was. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I actually got half of his name on my <laughs> just neck just for, for the prank. a joke. Yeah. Just <laughs> really into it. Yeah, I ruined it because I sent him the picture and it, it showed as being red. And then I didn't hear from him for literally like an hour, an hour and a half. And I was like, oh, shit. He thinks it's real. He's he's very, divorcing you. Like, he's pissed or like really disappointed in me. That's always <sighs> the worst. Oh. You know? And so then I sent him a picture of the real tattoo and I was like, ha ha, JK, 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 this is it. And then he was like, oh, oh, okay. Doing work or something like that. And I was like, oh, and I was, then I said to him, did you even see the first one? He's like, oh, no, I was busy. Whatever. He, party pooper. I know. Every party needs a pooper. That's what we invited Chris. Hey, my real <laughs> week peak. <laughs> party pooper. My real week peak yeah. was having Thanksgiving dinner with you. Cool. My family hasn't had Thanksgiving dinner in seven years because we have been volunteering at Brook Valley School for seven years. It's mandatory, just FYI. It says volunteering, but it's like forced volunteering. Except your kids don't go there anymore. Yeah. So this oh, was going to be our first year right. without that. Right. And then I was actually in the studio tour. Right. So we were like, oh, man, all I want is some mashed potatoes. Ugh. And then Mel was like... Oh, you're only a family of six. Would you like all to come over for my home-cooked Thanksgiving meal and not bring anything at all except your enormous appetite? I'd be like, yeah, I do want that. And so that's what we did. Yeah, it was fun. 
was so it was great. Fun. I was so tickled. Eh? I feel like families should get together on mass for Thanksgiving because then all the kids oh, play. On mass, I was like, "Ew, we're going to mass." No, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. on mass. You're right. I love yes. it. It was the best. Yeah. So thank great. you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Best Thanksgiving ever. Well, thanks for coming. <laughs> well, since we're so in love, maybe we should bring in some other lovebirds. Yeah. so we have jenna and kajuk welcome back Mm, hello hi thanks for coming (laughs) back you guys (laughs) anytime pleasure being here we touted you as experts on spooky stories in our intro Mm. it's true because you guys tell really spooky stories (laughs) you guys scared the shit out of me last time Fuck. I can't believe I said yes to this. I was like, yeah. sure. Uh-oh. <laughs> then Mel sent us that text this morning. She's like, take your anti-anxieties because it's just going to be scary. I was like, shit. What I was I laughing so hard as I sent that. <laughs> I had to tell Chris my message because it's like, I bring myself so much joy sometimes. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, hopefully we can deliver again. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I can deliver on my own today just so you know i've been doing some serious wow. spooky research wow so you're guaranteed to shit your pants <laughs> perfect great yeah. great did you wear bring, your adult diaper bring your defense bring yeah. your defense take your anxiety meds i it's accept get- that challenge <laughs> oh no i'm already uncomfortable <laughs> oh no i mean i saw a mole uh, just a few minutes before I got here, and that in itself was spooky enough to just ruin my whole life. I had two wasps try to get in the car while I was driving. That's not cool. That's that not cool. is spooky. I don't deal with that well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're lucky to be alive, honey. <laughs> Panic attack. Okay, but have you guys seen a mole's hands? Yes. Yes. How fucking disturbing is that Which shit? Which grosser is the face? The flower tentacles. It's the but, hands for me, and then they walk on their wrists. Oh, I didn't. And know I'm that. like, no, stop it! It's horrible. And they I, have a face tentacle. It's I true. just think they're built perfectly for. They are. They're perfect for, for what? what they do. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. They just live underground. They can't even see. Oh. What was it doing outside of the underground? The dog was carrying around its mouth. Your dog just wanted something exotic. That's all. You know what I fucking found in my dog's mouth the other day? What? A fox skull. Oh. And the way that the dog... I was like, what the fuck? Because the way the dog was holding it... Because the fox skull is like kind of smallish, right? Yeah. yeah. Was so that the, the, the head part of the skull was deep in its mouth. And the teeth... Then muzzle was in her teeth. So it was like she had a double set of pointy teeth. Like a fucking like, scary like a monster. monster. <laughs> Little tiny teeth inside her big teeth. And they were pointy as shit. And I was like, what's fucking happening? She's and then just I realized. getting into the Halloween spirit. Come Ooh, on now. It's true. She's yeah. spooky. Yeah, they know what's up. <laughs> so you guys, it's been a while. Would anyone like to reach into my big box? <laughs> Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Can I do one? Yeah. It's nice. been so long. You reach want? your arm all the way up to the elbow, if you okay, don't I'm mind. Okay, I'm just going to loop up. Yep. 
<laughs> Here we go. Okay. okay. Wait, I gotta read it. I don't know why all those noises <laughs> came out of your box. <laughs> My vagina is, is not unlike fireworks or a plunger. or <laughs> It's all of those things. It's everything. <laughs> What's your favorite dessert? Oh, shit. I... Say it's your birthday right now. What do you want for your cake? How about that? Or sweet for I your treat? I want deep fried ice cream. Yes. It defies the laws of everything <laughs> and people make it with cornflakes so you can eat yeah, it i can eat it i love nice. deep fried ice cream when i used to work at restaurants it was my favorite thing to make because i just felt like a magician every time i was like, gonna take this ice cream put it in a deep fryer it's still ice cream <laughs> how long do you put it in not long like this that's it that's it but the cornflakes act as like a barrier yeah it's wow. so dope and you just put a little cinnamon a little cornflakes you're making me want deep fried ice cream it's yeah. so good mm. Mm-mm-mm. but you know it's gross as you deep fry it in the same deep fryer like doing your chicken wings and oh, shit oh no so it's kind of extra yum okay you're okay. like mm, chickeny <laughs> chickeny ice cream. i can't even hate no <laughs> so good yeah it sounds so good it's yeah. so have you ever had it no Shit, girl! (laughs) It's like, um, yeah, it's like breaded fried ice cream. Crazy, it's the best. I've seen it, I just haven't had the pleasure of eating it yet. Oh my god, someone needs to get a deep fryer. There's a place near Jenna's childhood home called the Shaky Maple. Do you remember that restaurant? Yes, it was I like do. just up the road. Yep. And they had deep fried ice cream. Dang. I used to get it before brownies with my mom. (laughs) Nice. Cool. What about you, Jen? Do you have a favorite um, uh, dessert? My favorite dessert. Oh, it's a hard one. I've been disappointed in desserts mm. lately. Yeah, they're disappointing. Right? Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I used to like chocolate, but now I find things are just too much chocolate. And mm-hmm. I don't want, like, too mm-hmm. much chocolate. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe cookies. Mm. Cookies is kind of like a happy medium. It's I do like chocolate. It's like a casual dessert. Right. See, I don't want to commit dessert to, snack. like, a whole plate. <laughs> Yeah. I just want to like have a taste. You can eat it okay. on the go. Yeah. And you get them all kinds of different types. And it's just yeah. like a little disc of beautifulness. Yum. A little circle of yum. Yeah. How do you guys feel about those chocolate mint girl guy cookies? Are you trying to sell your daughter's girl guy cookies? No, I, I, I'm sold out. <laughs> but do you know, like I ate two boxes or three boxes <laughs> secretly to myself. <laughs> yeah. And Not so secret. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I don't know if Chris will listen to this one because he says he doesn't believe in ghosts, but he's actually like just so scared of them. <laughs> hey, he'll tell you if you ask him that they're not real. We we know Chris. Now we know he's not listening. You're I guarantee scaredy it. Cat. <laughs> if you had any extra boxes of mint chocolate girl guy cookies, I would definitely eat them to myself. I'm really too. Oh, okay. So I was gonna say I, I really truly ate all the extras. <laughs> Guys, yeah. I'm getting really antsy. Mel makes this beautiful, like a list, like uh, a write up, an outline of the episode. And I'm noticing here, like really close to the top, it says nursing home lady. <laughs> and I Yay. just want to die. And I'm thinking about it, and I'm really anxious to hear it. Oh, this Please. shit is my jam, yo. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay, quick, lightning fast. Favorite dessert. It's between coconut cream pie and mm. butter tarts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Good. Those things yeah. are yeah. What about you? Cheesecake. Nice. I had the worst cheesecake yeah. the night before last. Oh, 
It was like a cheesecake full of sand. That's what it felt like. Friend of the show, Leslie House, makes a pumpkin cheesecake that she then puts whipped cream and like melted caramel on top. Uh, And it is, it's really good. Oh, I need to visit her more often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when she has that specific dessert out. Yeah. Leslie. I'd just be like, we're coming over for dessert. Oh, no doubt, right? (laughs) I'll bring, some, I'll bring some earrings. Yeah, yeah. Just have a pie ready for me yeah. at the end of the dinner. <laughs> I love it. We're square. Icebreakers. Okay, let's get spooky. Yes. Yeah. Are you guys scared? Yeah. So terrifying. scared. Okay. Boo. Real quick. Okay, so on our last spooky ghost episode, Jenna sent in a story. Mm. And it was really scary. I'm just going to replay it real quick. Yes. Because I want her to tell us more. (laughs) Hi, guys. My ghost story is I used to work at a jail, and it wasn't actually a jail. It was an office building when I worked in it, but it was the original jail um, on Baffin Island in Echadawit since the 1950s. And it was notoriously haunted. Um, Our staff would purposefully never be alone. Um, we, we had all had our own stories of things that had happened in that building, but um, my particular story was uh, I had my office furniture moved in my, in my office in a matter of maybe 10 minutes while I was away. And um, we would always smell this smell. It smelled like uh, dirty armpits, <laughs> for lack of better words. And um, it it was just, you know, not always smell it, but you would smell it sometimes. And then it was so strong that, you, you know, you felt like someone had to be there, but you there was nobody there. Um, and then it would just go away. Um, I remember one time our... Our taps were all turned on in our washroom over one weekend when um, no staff came in, and we walked into it all flooded because all of the taps had been turned on in the bathroom. We had uh, toilet seats flapping. <laughs> we had what? all kinds of crazy things. And because it used to be a jail, there was a, um, a cell in the back <laughs> room, and um, one of our staff has actually experienced getting locked in that cell. Um, They weren't, um, (laughs) you know, locked in for very long, but the the door, which is quite heavy, managed to close on its own. So, you know, it was a big deal that we always uh, went in twos when we went into the back. (laughs) Anyway, I just wanted to share my ghost story with you. Thanks. So, oh, yeah. Can I just elaborate on some yeah, more ab- sure. about the building and, and what I remember you telling me? Just to add to the story, Jenna was telling me one evening, um, one of her co-workers was there working uh, later and her husband went to go and pick her up and her office was situated kind of in the front of the building where he could he could see into where she was working mm-hmm. and it was it was nighttime right so you had a very clear vision inside the inside the building with the lights on yeah yep. with the lights on and everything like it was like he said it was fish bowl situation yeah yeah so he you know he's staring and his wife's there working and there there's a man behind her standing mm. there and watching her and <gasps> and he he noticed that she didn't notice him. And he, he's like, oh, fuck. 
No, no, no. He he didn't really. He re- needed key fobs to get yeah. in, so it was like a secure building. Yeah. <laughs> so the thought of anybody being there that shouldn't have been there was kind of difficult. But yeah. Yeah. Well, when she came out, he asked her, "Who who was that in the building with you?" She was like, "There was nobody there with me." It's like, but I saw the guy standing there behind you. She's like, "What?" Yeah, and now and then she was like, "I'm never working alone again. Don't ever ask me to come into the office again. Oh I'm never doing it." God. And and wasn't he able to sort of describe what he was wearing and stuff like? Yeah, that's spooky as shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That building was notorious. Like there are so many little stories I could give you about that. Tell us some. So it was, there was an old courtroom in the back of the building mm-hmm. and the courtroom had the, the cells off of it. So we would use the cells for storage and there was no longer a court that went on in that, in that big room in the back. But there was a long corridor to get down to the courtroom and it had nice big windows. You could look out on the bay and it was a nice little spot. But to walk down the corridor to get there, you passed by about two or three office rooms and there was also the two bathrooms. And we found most of, most of the stuff would happen in that corridor or close to that area. So my office was off of that corridor and so was one of my coworkers. So you were in the corridor. Um, yeah. Scary. <laughs> so we would sometimes hear like banging on the walls along the corridor, you know, like, uh, like it was a long hallway, um, with no windows. And at the end of it was a door that opened up into this big room. And they said that the offices that we were in along the, the corridor were jury rooms. So it was, would be where right. people would go. So there was one office closest to the courtroom that had a secondary tiny little room that really was almost just space for a door. And that would be like a porch. It was like there was space for a door and then small space and then another door. And that other door would go into the courtroom. Okay, it was like to give it a buffer. Yeah, it was where the jury would sort of come and go or or the judge would come and go. It wasn't open to the public. Right. So we would hear things like banging along the walls and we'd look out and there'd be nobody there. And one coworker had an instance where she actually saw a black cloud mass mass coming through that small little door area that I told you about at Mm -hmm. the end of her office. And she was so upset by it because she didn't imagine it and she was terrified by it. She, she left for the rest of the day. She was like, I'm not going back in there. I'm done. Like, see you later. I'm out of here kind of thing. (laughs) So that was the only time where people actually physically saw something, but we would hear a lot of things. We would smell a lot of things, specifically the body odor. It would be so strong. It would be like, like in your office, it would come in the smell because of a stanky man just walking. Yes, and you know that smell where it's like you smell it before you see it, but then there's nothing there. So (laughs) it was a little disconcerting. That happened a lot of times. But my office furniture got moved pretty regularly. Things like, you know, like the phone would be taken off the hook and brought all the way as far as the cord would let it go and then set down on the other side of the desk. Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) Like stuff that, you know, like normally it's not even like we in our office, we were a fairly small division and because it was so uh, well known that 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 building was haunted we didn't joke about that like we <laughs> there were some of my coworkers were honestly very terrified uh, i had one coworker who was working late one night with a client and the client had just left and so she was alone but it was only going to she was like i knew it was only going to be 5 minutes i was just grabbing my stuff and i was good 
getting out of there kind of thing. And she said, and it was like it knew I was afraid. She was grabbing her purse and stuff from her office and she was leaving and she was like, kind of like just feeling a bit relieved that she was getting out of there. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, as she walked by the bathrooms, uh, the toilet seat slammed down and she, just like a really loud noises. Just, and she was like, it was, it was like, it was, with her. it was taunting her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of messing with her. And she said, I said, I'm not going to work alone, but I'm, you know, I'm like, really don't want to be alone in there. You know, we, uh, had enough situations in that building to where it was, it was very well known. Um, they even actually thought the smell, particularly the, the body odor smell was because we had people breaking in and trying to sleep in the area, but mm-hmm. they actually looked into it and they couldn't find any evidence that anybody had been sleeping there. There was a few things there. I don't think it was just one. I think there yeah. was a, a, a whole collection <laughs> of like entities. Yes. Ew. I like to think I'm not actually scared of ghosts, but I would be terrified be with that terrified. shit going on. Yeah, I wouldn't go there. Because when, when it's like ghosts moving stuff. What are they going to do to me? Yeah, no thanks. Drag me out of bed by my foot? Oh, my God. I actually, I wasn't really... Not that I'm sleeping at work. I I don't sleep on the job. (laughs) I wasn't really scared. It was just something I just, I guess you learn to just kind of live with. And every now and again, I'd talk to it and say, like, leave my stuff alone, for God's sake. (laughs) Like, find something better to do with your time. You know, but <laughs> but I'm bored. Uh, yeah, I did put some cedar in my office, especially around the windows and the doors, because they say that that that's helpful. So hmm. I did do that, and I actually did notice it. They didn't. It didn't bother me as much, but I I did notice that it would bother people who were new, and it would bother people who. So, for instance, if you moved things around and you like change the offices mm. or you move the desks and put them things in different places right it would definitely stir it up and you would have more activity so for, when i first came there i had the most activity that i ever experienced because we had actually my my office had been a storage area and they just took everything out and made right. it into an office and mm. then a new person came in and so Girls yeah I like hey of- jim <laughs> got a new one yeah exactly <laughs> 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 some fresh blood here yeah Yeah. okay you want to hear a nursing home lady oh my god yes (laughs) yes i worked in this nursing home in carlton place Mm -hmm. and there was a woman there whose name was jeanette Mm -hmm. and she was about 89 years old and she was from germany and she loved really dark rye bread Mm -hmm. and sauerkraut and like German coal cuts on the on the bread. It sounds delicious. <laughs> yep. And I and I was working in the kitchen there right. as a cook and I became very attached to this woman. For some reason she identified with me and I don't think she had a lot of family in the area. But she and I had quite a close relationship and um the day that she died I had ordered in a whole flat of this dark rye German bread and I had put it in the basement of the kitchen. The the kitchen was in a basement of the nursing home. And this woman I was upstairs, it was was dinner time Mm -hmm. and she had a complete last throes of her life and she I was standing behind a steam table feeding all these people in this dining room and this woman obviously went into like a cardiac arrest and she was gonna die and she reached out to me and I went over to her and held her arms while she died 
She died in my arms. And I was full of remorse and, and, and just, it was a very emotional moment for me with this woman. And the ambulance came and they, they took her body away and, you know, life goes on in a nursing home. You, you clean up the mess afterwards and all of that. But I had to go back downstairs into the kitchen to clean up all the dishes from the supper that I had prepared. And while I was down there in that kitchen washing all these dishes, the strangest, most bizarre thing happened to me, which was that the bread on the rack that I had put the rack on, the bread was flying through the air. (laughs) It was like she was mad or angry and the bread loaves were flipping flying all over this kitchen and I was so afraid of that and I was by myself down there because that was that was the normal thing that that happened in that nursing home was that I was down there by myself at night but I was so terrified of this I was sure that she was there in that kitchen with me and very angry that she had passed away. (laughs) Fair enough. That's That's fucking terrifying. (laughs) It was sad. I mean, I've worked in long-term care and jails and hospitals all my life. But that one was, that was a, that was one of those really freaky experiences where you know that person's still there. They're dead, but they're still there. Shit, girl. (laughs) Crazy. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Who was that? I'm not allowed to say. Oh, yeah. Cool. People like to remain anonymous sometimes because they don't mm-hmm. want people to think they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to remain anonymous for the rest of this <laughs> episode. So just, you could forget who I am. Perfect. Uh, what should we call you? Uh, anonymous. Anonymous. Anon. Anon. I'm a famous poet. Right? Because there's so many poets Anon. by Anon. Yeah. I remember being a kid and I'm like, who the fuck is this prolific author Anon? And I was like, it's anonymous, you jackass. I'm like, great. <laughs> so many different genres and time periods. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> well, have you guys ever uh, experienced flying bread? Yes, because I have four children. I'm sure you guys have as well. <laughs> I've experienced the, you know, the the uh, middle of the night staring contest. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Why are they doing that? Wait, with children or ghosts? Yes, children. Oh, okay. Which well, is we'll, just, just as scary. Bad. Yes. <laughs> you wake up to them staring at you. Yeah. And you're like, oh boy, here it comes. Yeah. Children of the corn. <laughs> Penny is worried about startling me. I startle quite easily. It's uh, really great that you're on this podcast with us, Anon. I know. Right? <laughs> so I startle very easily, and she's always worried about startling me. So at night, instead of coming in my room, she lurks outside my be- open bedroom door and stares at me from the door. Instead of right up close? Yeah. And it's like, just, I like, oh, my eyes, and I kind of see something. And I'm like, mm, and I'm like holy shit, what? Oh, I, it's really scary. Every time she's like, I'm just trying not to scare you. I'm like, well, you did a piss poor job. Try harder. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Liam has the nerves of a 90 year old woman as well. Oh, my oldest son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, he's so easy to scare. It's not even like, it's not even a challenge anymore. Yeah. It's boring. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody even tries to scare me now because it's like sucks. Yeah. 
Greg will sometimes pull the children aside and be like, don't fuck with your mom because she might turn around and punch you right in your fucking face. <laughs> like by accident. <laughs> you know? Because they go th- they went through a phase where they were like jumping out and scaring each other. So and I was like, what the fuck? When me and Kaj were, um, well, not first together, but I don't know how long we'd been together. Um, I was pregnant with Adley. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he was in the shower. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> We've been together 20 years. So he's, he still harbors resentment for this. Um, he, was, he, he was in the shower. And um, I thought it would be funny if I scared him. So I, I snuck in the bathroom. And then I like s- stuck my hand in the shower. <gasps> when he, I guess, oh, had no. his back to me. Like yeah. had his back to my where my hand was. Did he break your fingers? No, he screamed so loud that... <laughs> The baby I was carrying at seven months jumped. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't talk to me for the rest of the day. Like, he was so upset. (laughs) Yeah, that would be scary. I'd be really upset. I don't like, I don't like showering. I never liked showering to begin with. And And now he calls it like, I've given him PTSD and like, Now it, you can't. On, it's a it's, hard. You don't want to wash your face in the shower, right? Because you can't see what's going on. Exactly. I know. Yeah. yeah. I have that. Yeah. You, <gasps> do everything really quick and yeah. get the fuck out of there. Yeah. You need yeah. a see-through shower curtain. Oh, I do. I. It's. It's. It's well, like it. Glass. But doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> Do you ever worry I've, about the drain opening up and that crazy clown coming out? No. That's no, what no. I was always don't scared of that. in the shower. Uh, From don't, the don't movie add, It. Don't add that. It's so scary. I'm more afraid of like... People showing up in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and touching me. Yeah. While, I'm, while I'm completely vulnerable. Yeah. You're lucky it was Kaj and not Sarah because she would have snapped your fingers. <laughs> I think I literally ran out of there so fast. Like, I don't think you you're like, that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> this backfired so bad. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> Get ready for the vocal stylings of Magnolia. Um, so for a period of about four years, um, my dad's house, which was built by my dad and my mum, um, around 1984. So it was a new house up in the valleys, um, of New Zealand, of the far north of New Zealand. For about a four year period that only finished a couple of years ago, um, we had what can only be described as a poltergeist, um, in the house. And the only reason we call it a poltergeist is because we don't know what other word to use. And we're, we're not claiming that it was a ghost or whatever, but there was something in the house moving things around. People witnessed it. People heard it. Multiple people. Um, so, it started with um, random noises that my dad heard in the night. Um, so my dad, the whole bottom floor of my dad's house is, is poured concrete, so it's a concrete floor. And my dad's a furniture maker, and he makes huge tables and chairs um, out of New Zealand wood. And he would wake up in the middle of the night. He lives alone in the middle of the bush. And he'd wake up in the middle of the night, and he would hear the noise of one of his tables or one of his chairs dragging across the concrete floor downstairs directly below his bedroom. 
Um, and, you know, I've told people about this and they say, oh, but, you know, houses make noises and in the bush things sound weird. But my counter to that is that my dad has lived in the bush all of his life and he knows what a house sounds like at night with the wind. He knows all the sounds of various animals. It's not that. There was shit dragging along the floor down below his bedroom. So that was the first kind of thing that started happening. Another thing that happened was we were all sitting around the dining table in the kitchen and we heard, um, it's about 11 at night, and there are these huge sort of accordion-style doors that run on metal tracks and they're out in the other room. And over time they've rusted. They're incredibly hard to open and close. And as we were sitting there chatting at the table, we heard the door, one of those doors slide open. And it is impossible for the wind to have done that. It was a, um, it was a fine night anyway. And we, we all sat there just in complete disbelief. We could not believe we were hearing it actually happening in the room next door. And we went in and the doors open. Um, so, you know, that's another thing that happened. And then there's more. One of the sort of funniest <laughs> slash most frightening ones was when, um, was when my partner Harland came to stay at my dad's house for the very first time. And we were in my childhood bedroom, which I'd always been afraid in, but I just, you know, it was my imagination as a child. Um, but anyway, so he was in the bedroom and I'd gone into the bathroom, the upstairs bathroom to have a shower. And when I came back into the bedroom, he was lying on the bed and he had this look on his face. And I was actually annoyed. I was like, why is he just staring at me and not talking? This is, I sort of found it annoying for some reason. And he said, oh my God, the bed just moved across the floor with me on it. The bed had substantially moved across the floor. And this bed is a bed that dad built made of solid native New Zealand timber, Cody wood. It is heavy. And on top of that, it has one of those old mattresses that at the bottom of the mattress built in is like a slab of wood. It's an incredibly heavy bed and it had slid about half a meter across the floor and there was just no way it could have happened. Um, Harlan didn't know about the poltergeist at that point and so I told him and it really freaked him out. Um, Another thing that happened is we often have people sleep. Um, we, we have, our house is big, but we often have a lot of people staying over Christmas. So um, my dad's ex-wife was sleeping downstairs by the fire, and directly above that is um, my bedroom, and then next door to that is my dad's bedroom. My um, nephew and I were sleeping in my room, and the floor between the downstairs and the upstairs is just wood. There's no insulation or anything. She came up halfway through the night and said to us, opened the door, and woke both of us up and said, what are you doing up here? I, are you bouncing a basketball on the floor? Are you? What is it that you're doing? Because it's been going on for about 10 minutes and I can't sleep. And we both were like, well, we've both been asleep this entire time. We Nothing has been going on. So anyway, she went back downstairs. <laughs> about an hour later, she came back upstairs and asked the same thing. She was exasperated and she said, I just don't understand what you're doing. This, you're, somebody's bouncing a ball. Somebody's doing something repetitively, bang, bang, bang on, on your floor. What is it? And I said, Tid, there's nothing. There's nothing going on up here. We are, we are asleep. You know, there's nothing happening. I mean, so these are these are a couple of the many incidents that have happened at the house. They stopped happening a couple of years ago, and we don't know why. We don't even know what they were. Um, but 
you know, Dad's had other things happen. He's been completely alone in the house, and he has woken up to somebody opening his bedroom door, which nope. is one of those um, <laughs> spring handle push down ones. Yeah, no. And it pushes down, had pushed down and had opened, and he'd sat up in bed and said, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> and um, and the door handle had been released, and then nothing. Oh. Um, he's also been in bed when he's heard a giant, giant crash of some sort coming from inside his house and he's gone to investigate and there's been nothing yeah there's just been lots of lots of movement things being moved around um us finding things in different places um and we just learned to live with it and we've learned to well up until it stopped happening we learned to once we told people have people say to us oh this is just the wind it's just you don't know the sound of possums on the roof for that kind of thing uh we do i lived my entire life there we know the difference um and it was just crazy it was just crazy accepting the fact that something was going on in our house we didn't know what it was we thought is this something to do with weird magnetic fields in the earth like you know those rocks that get dragged along the desert in south america or something you know whatever we don't know but it happened and now it stopped happening and that's the story bye i meant to look that's that so up. scary that's Where? awful i hate it i love it though also <laughs> i i don't mean to sound like uh belittling or whatever but i love her accent yeah it's great <laughs> I, just adds to the yeah, tale yeah yeah it's rich what a rich tale we don't have an accent. You have an accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New Zealand. I saw, I saw some. Poltergeist? Uh, no, no. I saw rocks. the, yeah, the, the thing on the rocks and apparently it's just wind. What? Wind moving rocks? Yeah. Huge rocks? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it gets really cold at night and it almost gets like icy, I guess. And oh. the wind moves those stones. Weird. Yeah. Someone like looked it up. Yeah, or, like, it's, it's been it's been it it's been debunked. Okay, yeah, like yeah, it's, it's been proven that the yeah. wind's moving fucking rocks. Well, around? it's it, it's something natural. It's yeah. not it's not paranormal or anything right. like that. Yeah, but like yeah. one could say that the wind's paranormal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's seen the wind? Yeah. W. O. Mitchell. <laughs> what I know about poltergeist <laughs> is um, it's residual haunting. I wonder why in a new build. New Zealand's pretty young, right? Probably they would have known if they were building on the foundations of an old house. It yeah. seems crazy that it was in a newer home and it started later in their time there. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to know how the other realm works, right? And, yeah. And, you know, like why. It's like a rip in the time-space continuum between <laughs> realms. <laughs> Something anyways, there. but I have researched this a little bit into like poltergeist and why they happen because humans are big time creatures of um habit habit yeah you know what i mean yeah. and it's almost like it gets put into replay over and over within that household it's almost like it's on a broken record a haunting know? like broken record. yeah yeah Ew. that's kind of what poltergeist that's my understanding of what that is right like and you still get up and move that thing and make yeah, your coffee and yeah. whatever so all this structure that we build into our lives because we're told it's healthy is actually just like setting us up to become poltergeist frustrated ghosts in yeah. the <laughs> I mean, is poltergeist a german word yeah definitely cool. geist is spirit i don't know poltergeist Polter me. Have you guys heard of uh, Bobby Mackey's? No. No. What's that? Oh, it's owned by Bobby Mackey. He's a he's a famous uh, like country 
artist. I thought so. And um, I recognize he, he owns a nightclub. Okay. It's notoriously haunted, like Ooh. bad. <laughs> People go there because it's like. Well, fun there, to be there's spooky. a there was a handyman, mm-hmm. and it's pretty famous the uh, the effects it had on him, and there've been um like. Parent, multiple paranormal investigators that have gone there that have been severely affected, like things following them home. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Don't go there. Yeah. Well, that—that's part of it. Like, I've done a little bit of research on this, and my wife will <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> uh, and if you don't protect yourself, and and you know you're sort of meddling with these things, things can attach to you and. Mm-hmm. They can come home with you and start affecting you there. So it's pretty kind of scary. That's what happened at Magnolia's dad's. So yeah, Something came home with her dad. Oh, shit, son. So Magnolia, ask your dad what crazy seance he was at the night before. See what he says. I just remember (laughs) Liam coming home one night. uh, It was last Halloween, actually. And he had been playing with a Luigi or Ouija board, a Luigi board. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so on the drive home, he's like, "Oh yeah, no." He's like, "It was, it was silly, you know." My friends thought it would be cool, and I said, "You know what? Don't tell your dad that." I'm like, "Cause he won't let you back in the house." (laughs) So we went to the garage, and I made him smudge in the garage before I let him back in the house. Yeah, you made him smudge in the garage. Oh, so you left whatever in the garage for the garage me to now. deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's my domain. Now you're in trouble. Nah, Booby nah, trapped. Nah, no. Boo. trapped. I'm just like, no, nobody's going to be, nobody's going to want to be in there with me. No. As part of my job, I used to do travel bookings for people that I was working with, so... One time I had a coworker coming from Vancouver and he stayed at the Lord Elgin Hotel in Ottawa before mm-hmm. he headed up to uh, Echaluit. And so he arrived in Echaluit and he was like, how was your trip? And he said, it would have been better if I'd had gotten some sleep last night. He was like, don't ever book me in at that hotel again. And I was like, what, what happened? And he's like, it's, he was like, it's completely haunted. He said, I... I woke up in the middle of the night. He's like, I was like, weird things going on. And I was like, you know, it's all in your head, buddy. Just go to bed. You're tired. You have jet lag. So he's like, I went to bed. He's like, and then I woke up with something pulling the covers off of no. me. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> so he's like, and that was the end of my sleep for last night. <laughs> so, That's horrific. That would fuck my shit up. So, yeah, I've heard things about the Lord Elgin Hotel. All the older hotels, those are all fun places the, to stay. The Banff Hotel is notoriously haunted. Oh, Banff do Springs tell. Hotel. Do tell. So when it was built, the interior of the hotel, the original hotel, was built with, like, timber and stuff. They didn't have, like, concrete available. And the architect, whose name I obviously forget, it took him three years. It was three years of his life. Then the day he finally entered it, he realized that the entire first floor interior of the hotel, like the lobby, the kitchen, everything was <laughs> built in reverse. Ooh. So they like flipped his blueprints oh. and it was all fucked up. Like there wasn't enough space. Like it was built the right way, but like everything was put in. So all the wall sconces were on the wrong side and the kitchen was actually like built into a much smaller room and the ballroom, like everything was flippy flopped. 
And he thought it was like a travesty. Like it was just the fucking worst. And it, it looked stupid. It wasn't the best use of space. He was really upset. And then he actually lost a lot of work because of that. But it wasn't his mistake, but it was blamed on him because he was the lead architect. Well, I guess he talked about it all the time, how he hated the place. He wanted it to burn down. It was like the bane of his existence. And then right before he died, he said something like, I, you know, my last wish is to like burn that place to the ground. Then, of course, it burnt to the ground in a <laughs> fire like a year later that no one could explain. Oh. Um, but actually, before it burnt down, all this crazy shit has been recorded that... The wall sconces, of course, were gas lights, and they would just flare up randomly. And then when they got electricity, sparks would, like, shoot out of the plugs. And, like, any time there was fire, it kind of got crazy. So, yeah, then the place burnt down, and then they rebuilt it out of concrete. But but then, apparently, there was, like, a bunch of spooky-ass shit happened. There's some room. I don't know. Fuck 208. I don't know. Some spooky-ass room that they never let anybody use. They were like, oh, the last person who was in there wasn't so great. Like, let, we're not going to have people. And it was a fuck-up. It didn't have any windows. And then there's this story of this family, this banker and his wife and their kids went down there to stay. But the hotel fucked up, and they had them booked for the following week. But it was like the Banff Hotel was always solidly booked. So there was no room. And then finally the manager's like, okay, well, we have this room, but it's shitty. There's no window and we never let people go in there because, I don't know, it's a bit spooky. And he's like, no, it's fine. Whatever. We'll do it. And then as the days went by, he kept acting like weirder and weirder and more and more distant and like didn't want to go do things with his family and kept talking about a smell in the room, kept saying there was a smell in the room and it was like driving him nuts. Then the wife went for the day with the daughter and was like, you know what, hopefully today... By the time we get back, he'll... Because at this point, he wasn't even, like, leaving his bed. Then they Jeez. got back, and he was asleep in the bed. And she thought, you know what? Good. Like, at least he's asleep. He's not just lying there staring at the ceiling like he has been. You know what? Tomorrow's a new day. Nervous and break. then she woke <laughs> up in the night and heard his erratic breathing and felt around and couldn't... He wasn't in the bed. And then she flicked a light on, and he was hunched over their daughter's cot. And there was blood pouring out of the <gasps> cot, and he was covered in her blood. Oh. Yeah. And to this day, they say that that little girl wanders the halls of the Banff Springs oh Hotel. Oh, my God. And so yeah. they don't rent that room out to anyone now because of the grisly murder? I think so, yeah. Ooh. Ew. <laughs> Brutal. I heard that this morning. It was terrible. It ruined my day. It ruined Really ruined my day. They made it. They didn't go on. They, like, stopped there, but they really made it sound like he was eating her. Ew. So, I'm just saying. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to play. Dun, 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 dun. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to play Cat Band Motel. Is that a great name? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's my new band name. Cat, Cat band. band Motel. Yeah. <laughs> That's Cat Band cool. Motel. Slick. So, this was about four years ago. Um... My band had just played a festival in Texas, and we were honored home. South by Southwest. She's totally cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, we stopped at a, a little motel. As soon as we opened the door of this shitty little motel, it looked like to me the room was filled with smoke. I It just looked so smoky. I remember asking them, I'm like, guys, do you, is it smoky in here or is it just me? You know, um, and I just felt very uncomfortable, super terrified. And I like, 
didn't even get in the bed. I sat on top of the bed, put my, used my jet jacket as a blanket and was like, I got to sleep before anybody else sleeps. Cause I feel terrified. So, you know, I tried and tried to fall asleep. And then in the middle of the night, my bandmate who's in the bed beside me, he was like dry heaving and just was so terrified. He was like half asleep, thought he was awake. It was crazy. He woke, woke up kind of screaming and he basically left the room and slept in the van. He's like, I can't sleep in here. I can't sleep in here. He freaked out, went and slept in the van. Anywho, later on in the day, because he was just uneasy all day, we all just felt uneasy. And he basically freaked out because he said that there was two men sitting at the edge of his bed smoking. They were smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the story? Yeah. So that's why she saw that smoke. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It was just me and you. <laughs> and we're bad. Yeah. I finally squeezed myself in your suitcase on your tour. <laughs> I told you I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to uh, have this, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was like those waking dreams when you're like little, I don't know, you have dreams that seem to still continue mm-hmm. when, you're awake, when you're awake. Like sleep paralysis. Kind yeah. Of, right? So I had this dream that, um, and it reoccurring dream of these people that would stand at the end of my bed and just stare at me. They wouldn't do anything. They just stood there. No. <laughs> so I, my mom, cause I told my mom about it multiple times. So my mom, even to this day, still remembers. There were two, like, looked like an older man and a younger man and then a woman. And they were like dressed in like dirty clothes. I said they were dressed in rags cause they were like, they were just dirty and they were dressed in dirty clothes and they used to just stand at the end of my bed. And that's all I remember. But you saw the same ones multiple times. Yeah. Didn't yeah. you say that they would like whisper? Oh, and, they mumbled. Yeah. And you could never. I couldn't understand what they and were saying. And the harder you try to understand yeah. that they just disappeared. Yeah. The- so I, to this day, I have a hard time listening to like any kind of talk radio because the mumbling would be constant. Even as I was falling asleep, you could no. hear this like mumbling. Really? Yes. And it used to drive And me it wasn't crazy. your parents' radio? No. Because they would have a radio out on the deck sometimes, right? Yeah, definitely. But the it, this was like in the middle of the night. So it was just like constant, uh. like just this mumbly. Do you know, like, it's hard to even to explain what it is, but it's like, you can hear voices, you can hear that they're saying something, but you can't understand what it is. 100%, like deep voices through a wall. It's just yeah, like, exactly. Yes, that's Ooh, it. girl. <laughs> No, this was a mistake. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. I've actually done this. I've lifted one headphone off my ear, just like cash, but it's only because I'm feeling afraid and I don't like the feeling of you the, need to, like, the headphones. Keep a foot I on can't. the shore. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> happening. I'm Do you remember your your guy with the axe when you were little, Melody? Because I still remember that. Yes, I think I I told it on the last ghost oh, did story, you? Okay. or ghost episode. But oh, that guy, you were a little kid. I was a little kid, and I I couldn't go to sleep because he was standing like outside of the window at the end of the room or something, staring at me, and I was like, I could barely talk. I was like one or yeah. something, and I described to my mom and dad. They said, "Well, what does he look like?" And I said, "Him have bobo heel and heel," and I pointed to my cheek and my arm. 
And after we moved out, they found out that the man who used to live there had, he was a logger and he actually had lost an arm and had a giant scar on his neck. <gasps> Pretty wild. What the flip flops? Mm, that's crazy. I, hate, yeah, I still don't know who the dirty people were at the end of my bed. Oh man. Take a shower. Which, which, uh, which house was this at? That was at my parents' house, the one oh. I grew up in. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they looked like they were from like the 1700s. Like they had like the one was dressed in a dress and it was like brown and white. There was nothing fancy about it, right. but there was like it was dirty and patchy and yeah. I mean, the village you grew up in is old. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, 1700s old, probably what 1800s. Yeah, probably more like mid 1800s. When yeah. was our town founded? I don't know. I think it was like. <laughs> Mid 1800s. I think the church has like 1819 on it or something. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And those are always the first thing to go up. <laughs> yeah. Toss right. the church up there. <laughs> All right. So, Kaj, did you have anything that you wanted to talk about specifically? Well, my dad always used to tell me stories, oh, and yes, some of them were <laughs> some of them were very, very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one in particular involving um, an old uh, RCMP officer and his dog. Hunters will tell you about this area. It's close to a little community called Chesterfield Inlet. And they call it Cape Fullerton in English. So at Cape Fullerton, there used to be a, an outpost camp and this officer and his his german shepherd were posted there so uh he's he's fairly well known i i don't know the story of how he passed on but both him and his dog they passed on and i think they passed on there at the outpost camp mm-hmm. and later on hunters that would go through this area i guess they would notice there was something off about it and they learned to not camp in a particular area where where this outpost camp was. Um, so I guess there were these three hunters, and they're a bit younger, kind of cocky, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they knew of the story. So, you know, it was late, and I think they were heading home, but it got dark and they needed to camp, so they camped in this notoriously haunted area where this former RCMP and his dog used to be posted. So in the middle of the night, um, they heard like commotion around their tent. And in fact, I think they were staying in a cabin that was close by because people have cabins all over the place. And it's a practice in, you know, in on Inuinunangat where if, you know, you're stranded and there's a cabin, you, you stay there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's an understood sort of practice mm-hmm. there. And so they were staying at this cabin and they heard commotion outside and it was, it was fairly late at night. It was dark. So they get a knock on the door. So one of them opens. <laughs> One of them opens the door up and there's this German shepherd there. It's sitting there and it's got its tongue out and it's doing the, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. And it looks straight at the guy and says, you got some whiskey? No. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you got some whiskey? <laughs> Did he just pee himself? Oh my god! So they like they lost and oh they packed god. everything up and. They booked it, you know. Needless to say, they never did that again. <laughs> uh, talking dog, yeah. nope. Yeah, that's no, that's you. um in in Inuit culture too. I believe that's something that's kind of uh, like a bad thing, right? If a, if an animal talks, yeah, especially mm. a dog, because I've heard that I've heard stories around that, and they put them down. Yeah. Away, yeah. I would put a fucking talking dog down. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh-uh. Like, it, like, when they, like, use, like, actual human language, that's when they, Something's yeah. wrong. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like a real sign that, like, shit's gone topsy-turvy. Yeah. Well, it's like they, they've been used as a vessel, right? By something else. Oh, so people up north aren't, aren't, like, teaching their dogs to go, I love you. No, no, no. And you know what? Just, sorry, going back in my memory, I was maybe about, I don't know, I want to say about between 12 and 14. One of my best friends, he lived kind of close to the shore. It was winter time or, or late fall. It was starting to get really dark and I was walking towards his house and there were always dog teams there. And I shit you not, I heard a dog speaking English and I was so scared. Like I ran soon as I heard like a human sound. sound. And I looked like there was nobody there. Like there was just dogs. Do you know what it was saying? I don't remember because I was probably shitting my pants running <laughs> to my friend's house. So. Ah, talking Ooh. animals, yikes. <laughs> I hate when my dog just, like, looks at me for too long. I'm like, ooh, get away from me. What the fuck is going to happen? What do you want? What do you want? Oh. Okay, hey, and then it smiles with a double set of teeth. So when my mom and dad got married, they moved to a duplex in Carlton Place. And in the early days mm -hmm. of them living there, my mom woke up one night and there was a man standing beside the bed. And she didn't really feel afraid, but she definitely felt like, who is this guy, you know? So she woke my dad up and said, like, dang, there's a guy, like, there's a guy in our room. And my dad was like, no, I can't see anyone. She was like, yeah, he's like, he's right there, right? And so anyway, he was like, oh, you probably had a dream, like, go back to sleep, whatever. Yeah. And so eventually, whatever, it, that presence wasn't there anymore. And a few months went by and my mom befriended. So her landlord um, lived next door, like in the other side of the duplex. And they sort of became friends and it was a woman. And so one day, my mom and her were sitting just having a tea and she brought out this photo album. And my mom was looking through the photo album and she said, who is this man? And the lady said, oh, that's my um, deceased husband. Uh, and it was the man who was standing <laughs> in the room the night that she woke up. And she remembered, like, she was like, I, because it was such an imprint, like, it was just such yeah. an incredible experience for her. And so anyway, she said, I didn't really know her that well at the time, so I didn't say anything. And then, like, 
as time went by, she ended up sharing with her landlord, and she said, oh, well, that was our bedroom. Like, she had it made into a a duplex after he had passed away, and it was kind of a way of Mm. bolstering her income Mm. and everything. For rent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Comes with husband. (laughs) Open up your marriage to a ghost. For free! (laughs) So, last night... We were all in bed. We had a really stressful, terrible night. Children losing their shit. Hours and hours of, like, child drama. You know, just those, like, the night from hell. And yes. you're like, won't it end? And we it never will. the witching hour. The witching it? hour. Yeah. But it started at the witching hour and just went on. <laughs> and then the problem child, whose name I shall not <laughs> Jacob uh, say out there, ended up actually sleeping in our bed after hours and hours of nightmare. And I was like, I hate you right now. I don't hate my- Anyway. <laughs> so we're fucking exhausted. We're in bed. It was pretty early. It was like 1030. Greg was like completely out cold from all the yelling and <laughs> drama. And I was almost asleep. I was like in and out because the baby, of course, was still awake, like fucking around being a little jerk. Uh, but all the lights were off, uh, except for like a little light in our room. And all the lights were off in the house and stuff. And then... I hear our fucking front door open and I just hate that shit. Like it just makes me want to fucking vomit. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm like, Greg, 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 there's someone in the house, Greg. Like, and I live in fear perpetually anyway. (laughs) And so Greg's amazing because for, he's a real heavy sleeper and like a real space case, but he was out the door standing like where the stair, like out our bedroom door. Not nothing. <laughs> I'm, he, I think he had boxers on. What a warrior! Just like without, he wasn't even awake yet. He was just like, Vroom, you know. And the, and then it turned out it was our friend Ryan. Hi, Ryan. And then he like came and like peeked his head in the bedroom. He's like, "Hey, we were just wondering if you were still awake. We were just driving by." I'm like, Ryan. Oh my god! Like, you can't <laughs> do that. You can't just if all the lights are out and shit. Like. Come on! <laughs> it was awful. It was so scary. It oh. reminds me of that time I had a, I had a nightmare. I'm pretty sure it was really weird. Um, but it was one of those waking nightmares where mm-hmm. you're like half, where you're asleep but your you think eyes you're are awake open. And you're, yeah. So I, in my dream, I was sleeping, but my eyes were open. I guess I don't know. But there's this guy standing in our doorway to our bedroom and he came in the room and started (gasps) crawling up on our bed. Oh God, no, like crawling onto the bed. (laughs) And I freaked out and I crawled up my husband, like literally (laughs) like trying to get away from the guy crawling on the bed. And then I guess he woke me up and I realized there was nobody there. But uh, in my dream wake state, there was somebody there. And it scared the living daylights. Do you remember that night? Yeah. What did <laughs> he look like? That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. He was tall and skinny. That's all I know. He was crawling up on your bed. Yes. No. Yeah. What did I do in my sleep? Um, like, crawled all over me. Basically, <laughs> yeah. And I was like. Climb him like a tree. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) You know what I mean? Because you woke me up so abruptly and I'm like, you know, still half asleep. What the fuck is going on here? 
What did I miss? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> and then, you know, she was telling me about <laughs> the guy in the doorway crawling on my bed. And I'm like, um, oh, where was I? <laughs> so, yeah. So those are situations where I'm like, are they real? Are they not real? Yeah, like, it, is it imagined? Is it, like, right? lucid imagined? It was, like, a, like a lucid like, dream where yeah. I was, like, awake and everything was the same. And it's like you, you close your eyes and they're gone. Did like, you find a photo album from, the, <laughs> no, you know, 100 years ago? <laughs> and there he was? <laughs> no. When adults crawl and do things like that, it's really upsetting. I, um... I was tattooing a woman the other day who's a 911 operator, which is a super crazy job. Yeah. Way more complicated yep. than just answering the phone. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Yes. And apparently, oh, where is she from? Uh, I think he's in Peterborough. People from Peterborough might know this. Apparently, there's a guy, and they get calls, 911 calls about him all the time. There's a guy in Peterborough who's like a, a meth head, and he crab walks <gasps> all over Peterborough. Ooh. All the time. <laughs> Crab walks. <laughs> oh, my nope. God. And she says they de- they get 911 calls. They're like, there's a guy and something. I don't know what's happening. You're going to get calls someday about Leon. Sarah's son, Leon, runs on all fours. Like, like a, a friggin- werewolf. Like, he he runs like that, like, though. Like, he can go like fast. He can catch you. It's like and that- it's like... Like that it's, teenage girl they found in the forest who ran on all fours, but it's your son. Mm-hmm. And, and he, it's not and like on his knees. Ha- it's like house. feet and hands, yeah. and he yeah. like throws his arms down. I've and seen like this. Leaps. I've seen this video of this girl who like want wanted to run like a horse. Yeah. So she literally runs like a horse, and she does jumping and stuff. Wait, like, on all fours? On all fours, Ew. like a horse. The hands and must she's, be so callous. She's so creepy. Does she it have horseshoes so on her feet, on her hands? And no, feet. she runs with her hands and yeah. her feet. It's the yeah. creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And That'd she's be tall and lanky, too, so Ew. it's even more creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate all of this. <laughs> okay, this is the ghost story. It's my high school English teacher's ghost story. It's not my ghost story. It was the best ghost story I've ever been told. So when Mrs. Sutton, who's my English teacher, and her uh, later husband, but then boyfriend, were, were going out, he had an apartment. And uh, we, we lived in Belleville, so there are these older brick and, and stone homes. So this was in the back part of, of one of these houses. And they decided they would move in together and that she would move in to her boyfriend's apartment. So she moved in and her boyfriend sort of took her through the apartment and went, you know, this is this, this is that. Oh, and by the way, I I, I left out, there's one other thing. She's like, well, what's that? And he says, well, there's a ghost. And she goes, no way, there's no ghost. You're just, you know, joking around with me. And he goes, no, there's there's a ghost. You know, he's this, this young guy in a military uniform. And he really likes things left tidy. Yeah. <laughs> Clean up your act, sweetheart. And she's like, you're just pulling my leg. You're being ridiculous. No, this is, you're just making this up. And he's like, okay, fine. But don't say I didn't tell you. You're just trying to get free cleaning. I know, right? So anyhow, so they're they're living there for a while, and she doesn't see any ghosts. But you know, after a few months, he has to go away for work, and so she lives is living there by herself, and he he goes for work, and he's away for for a couple months, and so she started finding drawers open, and she goes, "Why I didn't leave this drawer? Why is this drawer open?" 
and just because she was there by herself, would get up and not make the bed. And I guess the ghost really hated that she didn't make the bed, and he would make messes for her because he was upset with her that she wouldn't make the bed. And she got so upset. And finally, one day, uh, she saw the the ghost, and he was a, a young soldier, and he would sit in the rocking chair. And, you know, he wasn't a scary ghost, and apart from, you know, slamming the odd cupboard or leaving the drawers out when she didn't make her bed was not a bad guy to have around, I guess. And so she started talking to him like he was there and they they (laughs) built a rapport and and everything was fine. (laughs) Like maybe he talked back? She It helped her because she learned to make her bed more regularly. And so when her boyfriend came back months later and, uh, you know, from, from work... You know, she told him what went on, and, and there we were. And, and so for the rest of the number of years that they lived there, they enjoyed their, their time with, with this friendly ghost who just liked being cleanly and tidy. Sarah's horrified. So years pass, and they're traveling out east someplace. I can't remember where. Maybe it was Nova Scotia. And uh, they go, oh, our landlord from when we lived in Belleville lives out here. We'll go say hello to her. So they called her up, and they said, hey, we're in the neighborhood. Can we come visit? Said, oh, sure, that would be lovely. She sounds wonderful. lovely. <laughs> and so they go and meet this this woman who is, you know, advanced in age, and she she walks with two canes. And they sit down and they talk about, oh, the wonderful times that they had in Belleville and the wonderful times they spent in the house. And they start looking back and forth at each other. And then finally, one of them says, you know, did did you ever see the ghost? And she wasn't quite sure well, what do you what do you mean the ghost and they started describing the the soldier and she says oh that was my son he died in the second world war he what? would have been 20 and you know well, what was he like and so they were talking and well he really liked things very tidy oh. <laughs> and so they went oh my goodness and they had a, a little laugh at this and and this was a this was a thing and she went well that was very odd but you know that was nice to to see you and there we are and so then many years pass and they moved away and they went on and about their lives and they'd found work again in Belleville and so they moved back to Belleville and you know as they were coming in to town they went past their old apartment and they went oh you know we love that apartment so much and there's so much history to it let's go and knock on the door and say hello and so they they knocked on the door and another young couple were there and they said oh you know we we lived here many years ago would it be all right if we came in and and became reacquainted with the place and they said oh well, that sounds lovely. Would very nice to meet you, and so they met and caught up, and so on. Everyone's so nice, <laughs> even the ghost. And they're like, "Oh, what did you like about the apartment?" And oh, you know, the windows, you know, stick in this spot, and but you know, the they let in light in the morning in this really special way that is really nice to wake up to. And oh, yes, and the cupboard sticks in this one spot, but you know it. Uh, has really beautiful art deco knobs or something like that and they were enjoying you know their shared experiences of all the quirks and so on of living in this house and then again finally they they get to a a, a spot in the conversation a little lull and and then they go so what about the ghost and they're saying oh the ghost what what do you mean the ghost and it's like the woman with the two canes? Oh yes, yeah, she's lovely. Whoa. And that's the that's the best ghost story. <laughs> that that's a good one. Yeah, that was good. I like that. The woman with the two canes? 
Just passed on. I like that one because it wasn't spooky. Also, his deliverance was very pleasant. He's mm-hmm. just yeah. a lovely guy. Just, he could, like, really man. kind of explain anything. And you'd be like, well, that's all right. Sarah's like, I can handle those ghosts. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> all right. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> I'm so brave now. <laughs> also, did you guys notice all the crazy noises in the background? Yeah, it was fucking scary. I was scary. looking it up because I was like, at first I thought it was, like, weird music. But then it sounded like race cars. So I was looking up to see, like, maybe he lives in Toronto and it was the Honda Indy. But that <laughs> happened in July, so maybe he's haunted by race cars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That'd be annoying. Um, so Bob died before oh, Guthrie was born, and there was there's a family portrait. My dad is one of seven, That's so there's a family portrait in the living room of my dad and all his brothers and sisters. And from the time that Guthrie could walk, he would go over to this family portrait and point right at Bob. And I would say, yeah, that's Bob. Bob's not with us anymore. Bob died, you know, whatever. But every time we were at my parents' house, he would just walk over to the portrait and point right at Bob. Ooh. And I was like, that's pretty weird. <laughs> like, I wonder what that's about, right? But I was like, oh, well, maybe he looks like Papa. I don't know, whatever. And then one day, I was doing work outside at the front of our house on the lakefront, and Guthrie was playing. He was like, two and a bit like he could talk um so maybe more than that and anyway he just came over to me and said he said mama bob says everything's gonna be okay what and i was like what What? you know what are you talking about and he was like bob bob's here and i was like oh where and he just pointed he turned around and he pointed at our neighbor's beach and he was like he's right there and i was like (laughs) and he's like he's here and he told me to tell you everything's gonna be okay and i was like well okay bud (laughs) okay (laughs) so if it hadn't been for the fact that he always would go to that picture i don't know if i would have right you know what i mean yeah but i was like oh weird (laughs) (laughs) so i briefly looked up the connection between kids and ghosts mm-hmm. and there's strangely not much information out there there's this one article that was on a million websites that was about like how children are hardwired to be imaginative and to sort of find imaginative play and everything and blah blah, blah. so that's that explains why they always see shit but you know what <laughs> <laughs> when you're actually describing dead people like i did that's legit that's legit um but also people say that Um, because kids their brain is proportionately larger for their body than adults Mm -hmm. that that might have something to do with it and apparently up until you're eight months old you see patterns and things closer up in much more detail somehow Mm -hmm. and so that's been speculated to have something to do with it too children also use more of their neural pathways than adults do because there's a specific time when um, something happens called neural pruning, where your brain starts to stop using all it's of like, the oh, extra pathways. Yeah, that. exactly. Oh. So, like your brain, their brains actually function quite differently from adults. So maybe they can see things we can't. So I'm one of those people that, as a kid, I'd see shit all the time, and I'm and it was just like other shit. But I was like, complete, you know, you'd have like a house coat hanging up and I'd be like, that's a woman. I can see her eyes blinking. Like I can see fucking every detail, you know? And then the next day you'd be like, I guess it's just a house coat, you know? But it was like fucking terrifying. Right. We've all had that experience, I'm mm-hmm. sure. 
Um, so yeah, as my a, house coat blanks at me all the time. All the time, all the time. <laughs> but so as an adult, I still see the same things, but I'm more aware of my surroundings and stuff. So I can be like, right, that's my house coat. And then as soon as I realize what it is, I can kind of make out the shape mm. and be like, okay, that, but, but that was amazing how my brain filled in the blanks and like made that thing right. something different. I'm right. pretty so, sure that I have Jesus as plaster on my bathroom yes. wall. I love Jesus sightings. So, so that's just something I've taken note of because I'm like, oh yeah, it's so easy for kids. Now that I have all these kids being like, I fucking, oh, there's a thing. I'm like, oh yeah, it's so easy to see a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So the other morning I go into the boys room to wake them up for school and it's still kind of dark. Like it's like, you know, just the sun's just starting to peak up. It's still kind of dark. It's really foggy. And I, I look out their window and I see a, big man dressed in black standing on the hill and i'm like holy fuck what the fuck and then i look again and it's like yo that looks exactly like the fucking donnie darko bunny like standing there just staring at me and i'm kind of freaking out and jacob gets up and he goes who's that guy out there and i'm like i don't know and i'm like greg greg come here a sec (laughs) and then he comes in and he looks out the window and he's like what the fuck is that alan that's our neighbor's name and i'm like no it looks like donnie darko bunny and he goes oh my fucking god and then a horse's head pops up (laughs) and it's a fucking horse is ass it's a horse's ass and it is standing completely straight so like all you see is this round ass and then two little ears popping up and somehow the shape of a horse's ass and its little ears popping up like completely straight in front of you looks exactly like a person or the Donnie Darko bunny. Like, exactly. So three of us are looking at the window going, like, who the fuck is that? It was horrifying. And then it, the head, it was from behind, so the head just goes like, like oh! This is ass. Okay. But I would have, like, if we would have freaked out and like moved a second earlier we would have been convinced <laughs> all three of us saw it and we're yeah. sure we're fucking dead sure but it was a horse wild yeah it was really scary for a minute me and greg were just like what do we do right now because we're <laughs> supposed to tell our kids that it's not something and we're looking at each other it's like not scary oh my god <laughs> <laughs> why is that man just staring at our window it's yeah. <laughs> What have you guys been listening to? I've been reading, uh, like, I listen to audiobooks because I don't have time to actually read a physical book anymore. Why not, Jenna? <laughs> Children <laughs> and jobs. Anyway, so I've been reading this really cool series by Theodora Goss, and the stories are based on all of the different early horror books. The first book in the series is called The Strange Case of the Alchemist's Daughter. And I think this series is like the Athena Club or something. I think they may be young reader, mm-hmm. like, or young adult or whatever. You're a young I, adult, whatever. Yeah, know. you're a young adult. <laughs> anyway, so sure, her main character is Mary Jekyll. And so it's like a feminist take on um all of these male 
monsters. So there's Mary Jekyll and her sister, Diana Hyde. And um, they have like a female Frankenstein. They have Frankenstein. (laughs) They have, I think it's Kathleen Moreau, like from Dr. Moreau's Island. Oh. Um, There's another character who they rescue one of Van Helsing's daughters. So it's like the idea is that they all belong to this, like Dr. Moreau and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And they all belong to this society, alchemists society. So they've all done these horrible things to their daughters and turned them into these monsters. Mm -hmm. And so all these daughters group together and try to kind of dismantle the patriarchy. Hey, it's pretty interesting. I should read that. You're the one who recommended Outlander to me. Yes. When I got my e-reader that I haven't touched in like a year and a half. But I read a bunch of the Outlander books based on your recommendation. And it was really good for a while. Yeah. What about you, Catch? What are you listening to? Listening to a lot of Deer Tick, particularly um, the band member, John McCauley. And... A lot of Post Malone right now. <laughs> Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd recommend the Deer Tick. Um, the, the one song I really like right now is called Mr. Sticks. He kind of reminds me of John Prine. Mm. Yeah. Sarah's a big fan of John Prine, too. Keep it shut. Yeah, keep an arrow Come and see the ugly things That life can bring I'm out of my skull My edge is dull Waiting for a day And a claim to stay Mr. Sticks With a hug and a kiss You may say goodbye To all you ever know Mr. Mist How's your life like this? Who light that sad Sarah's gotta go. Sarah, do you real quick? Do you have any songs you've been obsessed with lately? No. No. Okay. But I have been I have been listening to um, Jonathan Goldstein Heavyweight. It's so good. There's a new season. I wish. Oh, is there? Well, they're putting it out right now. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, like weekly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all. They were on hiatus for a long time. I'm all cut up. I want more. Have you listened to all of the back? Yeah. Episodes. Yeah. They've just they were on a long hiatus and now they're. I can't, I'm like almost one of those people that can't, I can't listen to or watch anything that isn't finished because I have to do, I have to like, I have to watch it it all at once. I need it all. It was really nice to be here. It's so nice to see you. And spooky. Always. I'm pretty nauseous right now and I think it's because I had so many emotional ups and downs. I'm like, oh, I feel weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like a ghost one in me. Yeah, I think something attached to you. My mom wanted me to research a thing called ghost sex for this. Oh. Oh. I didn't. Wow. Oh, um. I'm sure he knows uh, about that. Incubuses and succubus. That's what they're called. (laughs) 
<laughs> Incubus? Is that what the band is named after? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I never knew. <laughs> so at the studio tour, Kedge was in the same space as Sarah at Zoe's studio. Yeah. Her speaker kept going out, so Sarah and I were like, we're going to take this matter into our own hands. What should we listen to? And Sarah mentioned postal service, and so I've been on a real postal service kick. Ooh. Do you guys uh, remember postal service? No. From like the... Okay, hang on. It was like maybe 2003 that their big album came out, and they're called postal service because they recorded it by like mailing stuff back and forth they weren't nice that's clever will someone please call a surgeon who can crack my ribs and repair does this ring a bell at all it was like um pretty high on the charts at the time This song's actually a duet, and I'm not typically into duets with men and women together because I'm, I don't know, I guess I'm a purist, but I really like it because it's sort of a callback back and forth. He's like, he's talking about his broken heart, and then she's like, I need to interject, like, you're being ridiculous. I don't want to get back with you, basically. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> The song's called Nothing Better by Postal Service. That's awesome. And the, uh, the singer is the guy from Death Cab for Cutie. Oh. Okay. Don't know what his name is, but that guy. That guy. I've been trying to teach my children about decent music because I can't have them leave my house and not, like, not know who's who. Yeah. So last night we were driving in the car and I said, Liam, do you know who Janis Joplin is? He's... <laughs> Josh who? <laughs> like, no, this is unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Do you guys have anything you want to plug? Kajuk. Mm-hmm. Kajuk, both uh, Instagram and Facebook. K-A-A-J-U-K. Yep, K-A-A-J-U-K. It's pretty simple. Nice. Yeah, and that's where... All my lovely work is usually posted and it's usually fairly updated. So all of my new work goes on there. Can you talk about a couple of the materials that you work with? Absolutely. Your work is really special (laughs) for many reasons, but the materials are around these parts anyway. Extra special. I'm from Inui Nunangat, which is Inuit lands, particularly Nunavut of the the three regions. Um, And... 
Some of our animals are the narwhal, the walrus, the bowhead whale, and the muskox, all of which I use uh, materials from. Um, so I use baleen from the bowhead whale, which is a, usually a black substance. It's fibrous. That's the black material you see that in my jewelry. And then I have muskox horn I use a lot. And is that the one that, like, it almost looks silky? Mm, Marbly? Marbled. Marbled, yeah. yeah. yeah it kind of looks... But it's like the, it, almost like velvet or yeah. something. It like, yeah. reflects the light in an interesting way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that. And then um, I also use ivory from both walrus tusk and narwhal tusk. Yeah, so those are my primary natural materials. And then I, I use um, walrus whiskers uh, a lot as well, which are quite popular, and I dye them fun colors. <laughs> and sometimes I'll use uh, caribou antler. Yeah, so those are Beautiful. the materials I use. Yeah, Go check them out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You can find the podcast at teachmetigerpodcast.ca. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Teach Me Tiger Podcast. And if you liked this episode of Teach Me Tiger, the best thing you can do to help us is leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Or the other best thing is money, which you can send us at patreon.com slash teach me tiger podcast. And for as little as $2 a month, you receive access to all of the bonus audio for each episode of the show. So it's pretty sweet. Fun and it stuff. helps us. Yeah, because we're not with a network or anything, so. Not yet. Not yet. yet. (laughs) I have one more very quick clip for you guys. I wanted to end on this one because it's a little bit sillier. Okay. So everyone can sleep tonight. All right. Awesome. (laughs) Here it is. I don't know whether this is a ghost story. It's not really a ghost story. It's It's a bit spooky, though. Okay. My mom lived in Ladder Lodge, and uh, she lived there for the last two and a half years of her life. And one of the things that we always did that always made her happy was that we, she loved sherry, Harvey's Bristol Cream Sherry. <laughs> and, and we used to go in because she wouldn't eat. She wouldn't eat. She had dementia and she was like really fading fast. Yeah. And, and, but the thing that she would do was she would love to sit with us and have a little glass of Harvey's Bristol Cream Sherry. So if we were going in, we'd always take a bottle and we'd always, you know, sit there with her and listen to her and stuff. But the day that they, I knew she was going to pass. And uh, they called me in the morning and said, she's going to pass. And I think I was looking after my grandchildren. I, I, I had intended to go in that day to see her. And anyway, they called me in the afternoon and said that she'd passed. And I said, please don't move her or touch her. I want to come in and see her. And I guess we took me home. And uh, and then I met my husband at the nursing home, and we took. I said to make sure you stop and get a bottle uh, of Harvey's Bristol Cream. We'll, we'll go in and we'll give her a toast. So he comes in with the bottle, and we're sitting on either side of this hospital bed, and my mom's sitting there in this most peaceful look on her face. But we didn't realize that they had put her in a special air bed because oh. at the end of a person's mm-hmm. life. If they're, they have bed sores and they're, they're tired and they're, they're sore, they put them in a special air bed. So they had deflated the air bed because she, was, she had passed yeah. on. But we didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were sitting on either side of the bed with our little glasses. And we, 
we get we gave a little like clink here's to you mom and at that very precise moment the freaking bed, bed air bed inflated <laughs> and, and she like rose up and i was like Holy! F- <laughs> I didn't realize that. That is what was going on. We <laughs> were looking at each other. We were just like, "Whoa!" Wow. <laughs> yeah, no. That that's what I want to do to my children. I read something the other day about this gentleman who passed away and in his will, he asked that they put a recorded, like a recorder in his coffin with him that at the funeral would play a recording of him say like knocking and saying, yes, help, I read let that me one out. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I won't do that though. I would totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, you guys, for being on the show. Thanks I'm so for happy having to us have back. back. This is my yeah, pleasure. Thank you. You guys really are experts at spooky stories. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And thanks to our friends who shared their experiences and stories with us. And thanks to Sarah who left. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's a jungle out there. (laughs) (laughs) Rawr. all good but it was really fucking bizarre just before that <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs>